0: be quiet my city is dying the children are crying be alert not devour the enemies probably you just like a lion but we got the keys i promise you hold on to the peace inside of you no i'm not alone. hello everybody and welcome to the sport of the warning podcast this is review number 753 with a review of napoleon i'm christopher schnazy
1: and i'm steven miller
0: And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a theater near you. This week, we're talking about a film that's in theaters now, Uh, will soon be on Apple TV Plus. That is Napoleon, the latest film from Ridley Scott. I I, I
1: think it'll be taking over all the streaming platforms within a few months, actually. It's going (laughs) to slowly just conquer more and more territory.
0: Unless one of those platform holders decides to set itself on fire to make
1: sure that Napoleon can't take it over the only thing hurting this analogy is the movie is not short that is true
0: yeah that is very true um but yeah this is a napoleon film um steven was your potential interest in this film purely related to ridley scott and uh joaquin phoenix or was this sort of a i'm a history buff i'm interested in whatever is going to be portrayed in this film sort of situation i'm
1: definitely not a history buff it was mostly i can't say it was ridley scott i mean like Obviously, Ridley Scott has made some amazing movies, but we reviewed Exodus, Gods, and Kings early in the podcast. So, like, I, I've seen plenty of movies that were not good <laughs> <laughs> by Ridley Scott, also. Uh, but Joaquin Phoenix playing Napoleon that was something I was really curious about. And just in general, the idea of making a Napoleon movie is something that I think has been floated around by many great directors, like Stanley Kubrick famously was trying to do a Napoleon movie for a while. Um, So it's always been a kind of white whale of can you tell this story? And so I was curious, and it sounded like Ridley Scott got the budget, he got arguably one of the greatest actors of, their generation and he was going to make something amazing with it so i was uh i was totally on board and the trailer was fucking awesome at least in my opinion (laughs) it just seemed like it was going to be epic the story of a man who takes over the world it I, i was on board for it and especially because i am not that historically savvy like i roughly know the story of napoleon i know I know how it begins and how it ends, but y- you could have put anything in the middle and I would have believed it was historically accurate. I've, I'm definitely no expert in any of those details.
0: Yeah, that, that, that may or may not be convenient for this film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for me, I am not a history buff at all. And I know, but basically the extent of my knowledge of who Napoleon it, uh, you know was is, uh, you know, um, basically cartoons and jokes about Napoleon, right? Like I, that, that's kind of most of what I've absorbed about Napoleon is, is the way things treat um, who he was and basically his small stature. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, nothing about a Napoleon film would have excited me, but seeing Ridley Scott doing, like, you know, a big epic about whoever the hell this guy was, and then, as you said, that trailer came out, and I was like, all right, this looks kind of dope. I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm yeah. kind of excited for this film. So I was definitely optimistic going in, um, not necessarily from any thing historical uh, or maybe even ridley scott historical but just it seemed pretty cool and i was kind of excited to see what we got
1: yeah for sure and i mean we've seen napoleon in bill and ted um i've probably seen him in something else too i'm trying to think of when i've seen him portrayed on the big screen before
0: <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah should we get into this film steven sure all right let's take a listen to the trailer for napoleon and come back and give everybody a, a review
1: You've seen the chaos in the streets.
0: We must make an example, or France will fall.
1: What would you do if this assignment of defense was transferred to you?
0: I promise you brilliant successes.
1: Everyone.
0: This costume you have on. This is my uniform.
1: So I led the French victory at Toulon. What is your name? Napoleon. That's the course of my life has changed. Napoleon. I'm destined for greatness. But those in power will only see me as a sword. I suggest you take the throne as a king. King. Shall we vote?
0: This Vernon has held the world hostage with his egotism and his lack of simple good
1: manners. any forces against me. What's the outcome of this if you don't succeed? Your Majesty, we are discovered. Good. It's a trap! I'm the first to admit when I make a mistake. I simply never do.
0: So that was the trailer for Napoleon. It is Ridley Scott's telling of, I guess, the the military uh, <laughs> career of Napoleon Bonaparte, as partially told through his relationship with his wife Josephine. Stephen Miller, what did you think of Napoleon?
1: I mean, this is one of those movies where a famous line in the movie kind of says everything. Once you see it, you'll never want anything else that Ridley Scott has ever directed. <laughs> um, I I know there are many things bewildering about this movie to some people. Some might point to Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal of Napoleon, where he doesn't seem to even try to be Napoleon. Um, <laughs> Some might point to the fact that this is very much a dark, like, satire of the character of Napoleon, skewering him in a Death of Stalin type way. People might talk about how this tries to do the biopic thing where it tells the entire story of someone's life in a compressed format, which makes it be kind of chopped up and confusing. All those things, I don't care about like all of those would have made this like a fine movie or whatever to me what i don't understand is why this movie is so fucking boring it is (laughs) such a boring (laughs) boring movie i like i saw it the day after i got back from chile so i was like a little sleep deprived i hadn't slept a whole lot so maybe part of it was me maybe it was me but i sat down amped and ready to go i was I was eating a burger. I had a beer. I was going to watch Napoleon take over the world. I was ready for anything. And I, I love Joaquin Phoenix. I love Vanessa Kirby. Like, I was rooting for this movie. And from beginning to end, except for a couple great battle sequences, which are completely devoid of context, but on their own are reasonably exciting like well shot do a good job of showing some kind of battle choreography um there's (laughs) nothing there's nothing in this movie at all it just it flows like molasses it has no dramatic tension there's no character growth there's no motivation for why anyone does anything it just feels like a long 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 collection of scenes with joaquin phoenix being unhappy to be napoleon just kind of like Staring blankly at people and saying things, and then things happen. And it, whatever this was, I just do not understand how a director as accomplished as Ridley Scott could make it and not know that he's making something that is a total fucking drag and so the only conclusion i have is he wanted it to be a total fucking drag like (laughs) we can get into it like maybe as some meta commentary of how pointless all of the napoleonic era was which makes the death toll even more ridiculous i don't know what it is but this i could not believe how big of a miss this was like i was i was angry leaving the theater in a way that i have not been for pretty much any movie this year so chris how did you feel about the movie napoleon
0: Uh, I wasn't angry, but I was definitely bewildered. Um, I I was kind of maybe even in shock at, like, what the fuck I had just watched. Um, you know, I, I, I joked before we started recording about a different biopic that we may not have time to actually do a recording of. Um, but in that thing, I was like, I know less about this person than I did before going into that film. And in this right. one, I, I, like, I... I'm not even sure that what I watched had anything to do with Napoleon, (laughs) the fact that he, um, you know, eventually becomes emperor and, uh, you know, he uh, won some battles before he lost one real, 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 real hard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things, right? The entire time I was watching the film, I was like, I don't understand anybody's motivation in this right like like obviously napoleon himself uh you know walking phoenix has a line where he's like i promised you great victories and i guess we see a bunch of great victories but Mm -hmm. i never had any context for like you know walking phoenix's character of napoleon continually says "Uh, i I love france like gotta gotta save france from the french stuff that's bad Mm -hmm. but i never had a con text for like what the hell is going on in france right now (laughs) what's up with all these people trying to do their own shit like you know
1: (laughs) like other than opening with marie antoinette's head being chopped off this movie does not really try to give you any sense of what french politics is or where napoleon fits into all of it at all it's just like it's just happening silently outside the frame of the of the movie
0: yeah and like they even there there's even like i guess their courtrooms going on, but like nothing's really happened. It made me dream or long for returning to Anatomy of a Fall <laughs> to see what a French mm. courtroom looks like. but it's like you know in theory like we have you know whether or not you like all the seasons of Game and Thrones Game of Thrones and stuff like that, we have good examples of epic sprawling different factions of people warring over you know territory and their birthright to whatever, and it's like we have an idea of stuff that can make you care about made up shit. All of this is yeah. supposedly real, and this film gives zero fucks about trying to actually present the information as something that's digestible and is supposed to actually give you information. Like he goes into battles, and it's like, you're, you're I guess he's supposed to be a military genius, you know, save for his last battle, but mm. there's nothing about what he does that makes you go, like, obviously, you know, there's a battle in the trailer that involves ice that's self-explanatory right you're like yeah, yeah. that's a pretty cool move <laughs> like sure. I, I i understand that it took some thinking to do that you know a little bit of yeah, planning and
1: that's the made up one but still
0: <laughs> I mean, no it's like it's like we have no examples of any real good strategic stuff that he did so we're gonna make up a really really cool one that seems like he's a you know tactical genius or something like that and i think that this film really made me just constantly wonder at least in the context or even like uh um, the last duel or whatever. Um, at least I understood what people were warring over there, right? Like, hey, right, I want me a castle. He said, "You can have the castle." Well, fuck you! I'm gonna attack you now because I was supposed to have that castle. You know what I mean? Like, like there's there's really easily understandable, digestible things there, and like this is, you have the history books to tell you all that stuff. Just put that on camera. Put that in yeah. there. Like, like why are you trying to sell us on like this? grand adventure somebody went on when really all you're doing is like showing him marching between battles showing some battles and then having him constantly be like no who's fucking my wife
1: <laughs> which, which is weird because i think the real napoleon yes like he was cucked by his wife in in a formative <laughs> moment but he also famously fucked like a million people <laughs> like like they <laughs> They were very sexual, like even the basis of the whole satire of the movie. And like, I have to assume it's a satire. Like, I have to assume it's trying to make him look pathetic and impish and whatever. I I mean,
0: Um, yeah, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Anyway, even that is not even really true to the character of Napoleon. It's just it's a really weird choice.
0: I mean, as I said, my entire knowledge of who Napoleon was is all from cartoons and Bill and Ted. So Mm -hmm. for me, in my head, I was like, oh, Joaquin Phoenix was such a genius casting for whatever this film was trying to do. Like, even like the line that everybody likes to quote about, like, you think you're so great because you have boats, like nobody could deliver that line the way he does in that little temper tantrum. And I'm like, "This this this is pitch perfect. For right. my historical knowledge of the cartoon version of Napoleon, yep. you know, ten out of ten. No, no, it's like great. Everything else about this movie, though, I'm just like Jesus. Like there, there is a seemingly super, super important scene where he's just marching towards France, and like in theory, it's all leading towards a big, big conflict that just deflates in a second because people love Napoleon, I guess. Um, and and, yeah. and I, th- I think I think there's just. So much of the stuff in this film just made me go like, "What the fuck?" Am, and why am I watching this? There's nothing here that is interesting at all. And then at the end, you get like a, 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 a you know, like a, you know, post-credit or post-movie uh, titles that say like, "Here are all the people that died at all these battles." And I'm like, I'm like, is this supposed to? Is this supposed to be like an opposite version of like the ending of Ender's Game or something like that? Or it's like, what's the cost of his military genius here? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, I I didn't understand what the even theme of this was. Like, to me, it feels like Ridley Scott was like, hey, uh, some of these battles must have been pretty cool. (laughs) What if I could just depict them and then everything else, just who the fuck cares? (laughs) You know what I mean, and I don't yeah. think that is you don't do a biopic because you want to imagine what some of the epic battles were. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just, it just. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't get it.
1: Yeah, it's. I I just find it very bewildering. And Ridley Scott, famously, many of his movies are like not that well received theatrically. And then the director's cut comes out later and people are like, Oh my God, with an extra 45 minutes, this is a genius. I never want to sit through an extra 45 minutes of this movie. And and like, that's what it'd be. One thing if it was just like chopped in a way that I feel like it's missing pieces or something. But I, the things that are on screen were just so like lifeless and boring and long. Like I, I just cannot stress how bored I was watching this movie. It was a, it was really weird like my theory with the title card at the end is that that must be a statement indicting like this little man who just had petty insecurities and did things on a whim for no good reason at all and had a gravitational pull for no good reason at all was responsible for millions of people dying right Like, like that has to be what the message of the movie is but None of the movie is building to that at all. The movie is just, like, alternating between very, very, very boring palace intrigue, kind of jokey romance things. Like, the movie is at its funniest when Joaquin Phoenix and Vanessa Kirby are talking to each other. Um, and then, like, the the occasional thrilling battle scene that doesn't connect to anything else. It is... It's just a baffling movie. I really, really, really don't understand it. And it has, like... It isn't doing great, but it has like a 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like more people than not were like, yeah, this was a good movie. And I just don't, I don't understand. Like, I dislike this movie more than Exodus Gods and Kings. Because at least a bad movie knows that it's bad. Like, this movie did not seem to know that it's bad. It seemed to have Napoleonic delusions of grandeur, even while it was really (laughs) bad in a way that I just, uh, I don't know. I didn't get it. It it went over my head. Ridley must be doing something, but it did not work for me at all.
0: Yeah, I I like I kept watching this film, going like, dear God, how much more of this guy's life is is going to take place? And then there's a point where like they're going over a map, and he's like, and everything's going to converge right here, and it points to Waterloo, mm-hmm. and like the camera sort of does like a like a like a yeah. comic sort of like zoom in real fast, and I was like, okay, thank God we're almost done. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: I I oh. I like I intellectually I knew about Waterloo, I definitely did, but I also remembered that napoleon famously like marched into russia and that was his downfall because it's famously been the downfall of multiple people trying to do that um and so when he's marching into russia in my head i was like oh thank god the movie's almost over and it was like halfway through the movie (laughs) like there was so much more to go after that
0: i i will say though the, the 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 marching into russia and having russia be completely empty I wonder I wonder if that was part of the, like, this is why I want to make this movie. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, because it is kind of impressive just to see that entire, like, everything just be so weird and dead like that. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I do no, that uh, was cool.
1: A, any scene that is military-related is interesting, and I can see, like, ah, I can see why Ridley Scott would want to do this movie. But just do that movie, then. Do, like, the military version of this that is showing a progression of battles with like five minutes of palace intrigue in between this movie is not that this movie is like three maybe four large military set pieces and then like two hours of palace intrigue in between all of that it's just a really weird combination to me yeah even things that should be grand like going to egypt there were battles in egypt i believe like i think there was a whole thing fighting down there And in this movie like famously he shoots a cannonball into the pyramids which doesn't happen but there's nothing else that happens there he shoots a cannonball and then he like sits down and talks about how his wife is fucking someone like it yeah it is very weird to me and if it is a comedy i feel like ridley is not playing it as a comedy enough to justify it it just feels like a very 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 dry lifeless drama so i i really don't get it
0: yeah as as don't I, Stephen? <laughs> mm. <laughs> the, yeah. The the other thing that I really annoyed me too is like, you know, the the pretended uh, palace intrigue that's happening is there's a number of times where somebody comes up to somebody is like, well, Napoleon. Um, what if we just backstab someone and i'm like who the fuck's the person you're backstabbing what did you do to actually like it seems like the only people involved in who's able to do anything is like four people it always seems like no matter who it is four people are in charge of all of france and it just turns into a thing where it's like if one guy says yes then oh now everything's on its head and i'm like i don't i don't understand What you did to achieve that, it seems like you just asked somebody and they said, yes, and now you're emperor. Like it just, it didn't, Mm -hmm. I never, I could, I could never follow the plot. So it was hard to care, even with the lack of interest that I already had in the film. And there, there, there becomes there, you know, when you're watching any sort of film, if it's not gripping you at all, you reach this point where like your eyes sort of just glaze, glaze over and you're kind of just watching without absorbing anything. And I feel like I got there really, really early with this with this film. And I kind of just kept watching, waiting for something to pull me in or something to have meaning. And this film never even really attempts to do that. It sort of just says, like, hey, it, it, isn't this set piece great? And I go, yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I don't get it. And it's like the, you know, Napoleon is exiled to Elba. And then he returns, which I remember that from history class at school. And I remember thinking how crazy it was that a guy who was this powerful was exiled in a way where he could just like get on a boat and come back and do it again. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but, But anyway, that scene you mentioned where he's like on the march, that is very important. He is accumulating followers in a way that, again, if I'm imagining why Ridley Scott made this movie today, I would think of look at this little fascist man with delusions of grandeur and how the populace rallies around him. And, like, you could imagine modern-day political things he's trying to wink at. Yeah. talking about, like, the danger of the cult of personality around vapid people. Um, but then, if you wanted to show that, why is the other two and a half hours of this movie Napoleon interacting with, like, two dudes at, behind closed doors and no one else? Like, you, you yeah. never see the public loving him. You don't, you don't get any of that. You get the sense that... <laughs> all of french royalty is just determined by a couple people flipping a coin and like even i don't even understand in the parlance of the movie how like in the trailer he comes with armed guards and does a coup basically you know he he has them crown him or take another vote yeah in the real world that would work that day but then the next day you would come back and wouldn't they like arrest you or something because you broke in with armed guards in the capital i <laughs> Again, I'm sure in the real world, Napoleon did something like that too, but this movie does not give me anything to go on in terms of how it was possible for him to take power and keep power and what forces made him be beloved and why people allied with him. It It is all just very bewildering to me.
0: Yeah, that, there is a scene that happens in a kingly-looking space inside of a building where Napoleon, already wearing a crown picks up a crown and says i found francis crown in the streets and now i place it on my head and he puts it on top of a different crown and then takes mm-hmm. it back off and puts it back on the pillow i have no
1: idea what that scene's talking about <laughs> mm-hmm. D- did i just
0: do i just not understand it or is that
1: yeah i i guess he has like his real crown and the ceremonial crown and he ceremonially anointed himself and then set it down but it, I thought that scene was going to be like him being a doofus and realizing he has another crown on and then having to like take off the other <laughs> crown and put the new one. on. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I know, man, this movie like I the day before the 36 hours before I had a total of like 16 hours of plane time plus like three hours of airport time. So it was a long day. And in that day, I watched a nine and a half hour trilogy of Japanese movies from the 1950s that are like slow and depressing and beautiful, but like a very depressing trilogy about like the futility of war. I stayed awake for all of that. And then a Ridley Scott Napoleon epic movie with like giant battles, like bored me to tears after two and a half hours. It, I, I just don't understand anything about this movie.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, it's probably obvious where we're going, but should we get to verdict, Stephen?
1: (laughs) Sure. All
0: right. If you're going to give us a must-see a record with the caveat, wait for rental, past the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give this film?
1: Uh, I'm giving this a must-avoid. I think this is... Walking Phoenix is occasionally funny in a way that feels like designed for memes rather than in service to the movie. But in general, I feel like this is a miss in all directions. And the reason I hated it rather than just thinking it was not very good is that it should have been great. Like it had all the raw materials and to do something so boring and lifeless with all those amazing raw materials just feels infuriating to me. It, it makes me retroactively wonder if the love for The Last Duel was believing it was a joke when he actually took it all very seriously. Like, I don't know. It makes me want to like go back in all of Ridley Scott's recent <laughs> filmography and wonder like how badly did he fuck things up and we just didn't notice because it this just feels like no one cared about the story at all.
0: Like he was trying to do this the whole time but had messed yeah. up in a way that we interpret it as being good.
1: <laughs> yeah, like Ben Affleck wound up being so over the top that we all thought it was an intentionally goofy character and really Ridley is just like, played it straight
0: yeah this is perfect pitch right here yeah that would be funny the signs were there the whole time steven Mm -hmm. um but yeah for me this is also a must avoid uh i very much dislike this film i i can't i i don't know if i'm immediately opposed to watching the mystery four hour cut that might come to apple apple tv plus like eventually um i'm definitely not looking forward to it but um I might I might chance it. Who knows?
1: Yeah, I try not to judge based on other people's reviews, but I honestly would only watch the four-hour cut if reviews said it was amazing and completely changed the movie. <laughs> Otherwise, I just don't think I'd put myself through that.
0: And the good news is you could, like, even if they don't break it into segments, you could treat each of the major battles that are featured in this film that we did watch as finales of episodes right like you could just watch it watch the battle turn it off and be like i'm not gonna waste the rest of my evening i'll go i'll go and then
1: tomorrow maybe i'll check out the next battle the next part of his life yeah i mean this was so baffling like when i got home joanna asked what i watched and i said the napoleon movie with walking phoenix and she was like oh wow really how was it i said it was bad and it it was like she didn't (laughs) believe me for a while she was like really the walking phoenix one the one with the trailer where he shoots the cannonball into the pier really what was bad about it like she she interrogated it in a way that she never does when i come back from the movies and i was like i don't know what to tell you it was fucking bad <laughs> i don't get it either
0: <laughs> cool uh well that is gonna do it for our review of napoleon stephen miller people in a funny you that the week <laughs> and then you hear about other uh ridley scott films that
1: you went back rewatched and figured out were also bad uh where can they yep. do that uh, oh my God, do you think House of Gucci is actually bad? <laughs> JK, it was the first time. Uh, you can find me at sdavidmiller.com or at sdavidmiller at all the social networks.
0: People can find me at com or uh, crisperirl at a number of places, including um You can find the podcast over at the com, where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so in Overcast, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. Um, if you want to know the episodes go live you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoiler warning facebook.com slash the warning or instagram.com slash the warning if you want to get a hold of us directly you can send an email to fans at the dot warning.com or you can use the contact form on our site the music for this episode will come from a track selected from artlist.io so hopefully you're enjoying that um yeah that was our review of napoleon we're going to go off right now and record a review of may december um and uh yeah we'll see you in that review. Bye. Bye you oh.